Yep. You know what it is, indisputable, I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be a powerful show. I have breaking down news of the day, none other than former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner, anti-YT contributor, will break down news of the day right here on Indisputable. She will actually be with me on all Thursdays, breaking down news of the day. And in the bullpen, my debate segment, stepping in the bullpen today is Dave Spencer, host of Practically Political. That's a podcast. So Dave is going to talk about what happened in the California recall. I can tell you what happened, hot damn mess, that's what happened. They spent 200 to $300 million on this recall and Larry Elder was their great hope. When Larry Elder is your best chance, you need to analyze your life decisions. You've obviously made a lot of mistakes leading up to this point in your life, okay? But he's gonna provide some context, love to debate him. That's gonna happen today. Ladies and gentlemen, my first story. An officer goes to a bank, the bank manager says, hey, we have a mask policy, okay? The guy leaves, the officer waits outside, and decides to physically assault the bank manager outside. Let me give you background to this. Uh, This is in California, okay? The guy, let's put his picture up again, this is his mug shot. That's the guy, okay? He's the one that committed this attack. Correctional officer out of Grover Beach, California was arrested after an alleged assault on a local bank manager in which he spewed Racial slurs, why is it ladies and gentlemen, that anti-mask people and racial slurs fit like hand in glove? You're seeing the pattern here, right? Okay, was it the mask policy or was it the race of the person telling him the mask policy or a little bit of both? Okay, his name is Officer James Allen Jones. On September 3rd, a man entered the Wells Fargo branch on Grand Avenue without a mask, contrary to the rules. That was reported by Caitlin Leslie, a bank manager who asked to remain anonymous when talking to the Tribune said he asked the man to put on a face mask. At that point, the manager said the man became extremely aggressive, called the manager a racist slur and caused a commotion in the bank lobby. It didn't stop there, now if it just stopped there, This person would not be famous today, let's put up his picture one more time, okay? He's famous today because he couldn't just leave the bank after the argument. He couldn't do that, he decided to go outside and wait. According to the report, the man identified as Officer James Allen Jones of the California Men's Colony, that is a prison for men only, returned later and assaulted the bank manager in the parking lot. This man left, returned, waited outside to assault the manager of the bank. After the victim attempted to fight back, Jones retreated and the police were summoned, they were called. The police noted that Jones fellow correctional officers were helpful in making the arrest and turning Mr. Jones over to the detectives. If this officer, who's a correctional officer, 
will treat a bank manager this way. How do you think he's treating prisoners? Hmm? All right, um, Senator Turner, what are your thoughts here? Oh, Dr. Richie, I sigh. I yeah. mean, obviously this man needs another career, and hopefully he will be done with corrections because he, you know, somebody is given of authority and telling people what to do in that facility on a regular basis has no self control whatsoever. Thought he was above the rules because the bank made the rules, so you want to follow the rules. And then to put his hands on somebody else, I think he kind of thought he was above the law too. So I'm glad that his fellow colleagues pointed him out and 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 got him where he needs to be, which is on the other side of the bars. Yeah, right now. Exactly, and I hope that this investigation goes beyond the bank because naturally, I guarantee you a person like this, they have a background at that jail of excessive force and major complaints. So hopefully it continues to extend beyond that moment at the bank parking lot. Let me shift gears to this extremely sad story. Now we've talked about this story a few times right here on Indisputable. That young, beautiful soul, Elijah McClain. A young man, so difficult for me to tell this story, y'all. A young man who would play his violin so that animals at the shelter could feel comforted. That's the kind of soul we're talking about. That's the kind of young man he was. Well, we know about the tragedy. He was murdered, not just by the police, but also by the paramedics. The culture has been exposed now by the Attorney General. Let me remind you first, before I get into what the Attorney General has now determined of that state, let me remind you of some of what happened that night. Police had gotten a call about a suspicious man wearing a mask. I am an introvert. They restrained him with a carotid hold and paramedics injected him with a powerful sedative, ketamine. Now a 32 count indictment, two officers, a former officer and two paramedics each face a count of manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. Four of the five also face assault charges. McLean's family described him as a kind introvert who played his violin to comfort cats at an animal shelter. Okay, when this first happened, the local DA said, nothing to see here, no crime, nothing. The state's attorney general picked up the case, okay? Grand jury says, you're right, not just one crime, but over 30. Now, the conclusion of a 14 month investigation by the AG's office of Colorado has yielded the results. Not only is the Aurora Police Department racist, but the fire department where the paramedics were employed, they illegally, illegally administered this drug, not only to Elijah McClain, but to others as well. Remember, policy is one thing, culture is something else. If your culture is adversarial to the policy, culture will eat policy alive every day. And that is exactly what happened here. It was found that there was, according to the investigation, a consistent pattern of illegal behavior by police. Nearly half of the individuals from Aurora Police, let, let me say that again. Nearly half 
of the individuals whom Aurora police used force against were black. Even though black residents only make up 15% of the population. Let's put a picture up of the police chief because they're not giving us names right now of the officers who have been cited in the investigation beyond what we know in the indictment. That is Chief Vanessa Wilson. Chief Wilson says that she is going to cooperate with the AG's office. The 112 page report found that the police department has a pattern of practicing racially biased policing, excessive force, and has failed to record legally required information when interacting with the community, according to a news release from the Attorney General. The report also found this police department used force against people of color almost 2.5 times more than against white people. So you got one stat, 15% of the population, black, 50% of the altercations and interactions. Come on now, with black people? You, they only make up 15% of the population and 2.5 times more likely to have force used against them. The report revealed that the fire department, the fire department had a pattern and practice of administering ketamine illegally. That's according to the release. That's part of what killed Elijah McClain. They're saying in their report, it wasn't just him. They've done it to other people. The report comes out more than two years after Elijah McClain died in August 2019. McClain, 23 years of age, was stopped by police while walking home from a store. The investigation found officers, get this, recited stop resisting. They did it generically. Now, here's why they did it. They're so damn diabolical. They cited it generically just to make it appear that the suspect was not complying. So their investigation found that they would recite stop resisting when trying to control subjects that appear to not be resisting at all. The AG report said the investigation team observed police officers taking people to the ground with force without giving them adequate time to respond to an officer's command. Even in circumstances where some would be an obvious mental health distress, but not a threat to themselves, the investigation found officers immediately escalated the situation. Officers also used force on people who presented no danger and had not committed a crime, but simply simply refused to comply. And it gets even deeper than that. But all of these things are dynamics that we have seen on video. And then we allow the spin to come in from the local police department saying our officers were in fear of their lives. This suspect was resisting. No, your cops were lying saying they were resisting. Nina, what are your thoughts on this one? Aurora, we have a problem. Yeah, I mean that's 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 in the whole ecosystem. And basically, what the AG's report reveals is that the entire ecosystem of the safety forces in that city 
has a problem. And so all paths lead to a systemic problem, which has been allowed to fester and manifest itself time and time again at the expense of other folks. And Elijah McClain paid the ultimate price. You know, what really stuck out for me, Doc, in this is when he, when the officer said to Elijah, I have a right to stop you because you are being suspicious. I want people to understand that the very notion of being black in America mm. elicits suspicion. And that officer was honest in the words that he articulated, which have been articulated time into memorial from not just people in law enforcement, but also this whole notion of how we are socialized that because you are black, you are suspicious. This young man said, I'm an introvert, I'm on my way home. He said, I can't breathe. They ignored all of that. And then get this, cuz the dog part really got me. I, this really got me when the officer told him, you know, you 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 keep messing around, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my dog out. Mm-hmm. Think about that mindset, and then let's journey back to the 20th century of how dogs were used against civil rights uh, protesters right. in, in the 20th century. Very well said. You know, Roger Stone. Um, someone who protects the ideology of white supremacy. Roger Stone was doing a radio interview and was served papers during the interview. Longtime advisor uh, to many very evil people uh, decided to uh, make sure he continued his interview. Here's some of it. Can I ask you, you know, you, you've said before that Trump should run again, but I think lately you said it's imperative he run in 2024. Is that right? Yeah, I've kind of, there's been an evolution in my viewpoint. Um, I really, you know, in politics, three and a half years is a lifetime, <laughs> uh, to say the least. And, and uh, I really did not know um, if... Hold on a second, I have a protest server at my front door about to serve me in the, the latest lawsuit. I, I'm going to oh take this gosh. live on your radio. On your radio oh, show. holy smokes. Wow. Good morning, sir. How are you? Great. How you doing, sir? Terrific. You know what I have? Yes, of course. I'll be happy to accept your... Court papers from uh, something to do with the... You know what oh, yes, a civil court in the District of Columbia. Federal court. That's a civil. Federal. Ah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's still a fraud. Doesn't matter. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, I've just been served uh, in the gene. Oh, why? Uh, right here on your radio. Wow. wow. Tomorrow's today. <laughs> Tomorrow's oh, this is a today. Big, big, this is a big, big stack of papers, which is good because we're out of toilet paper today. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my, Roger. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, like I said, it's lawfare, it's harassment. <laughs> Oh my, Roger. Oh my God, Roger. I mean, Roger. A wealthy, well connected white male simply cannot catch a break in this country. Remember, Roger was arrested for witness tampering, obstructing official proceedings, providing false statements. Who's the fraud here? Nina? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> right. Very well said. I mean, he, he's reaping what he sold, and it's just, I mean, the, the lunacy that's going on here. So, yeah, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. There you go. All right. We got more on the other side. Okay.
We got a few more minutes. I thought we were at the end. One thing about the Roger Stone story, and sorry about that, producers. One thing about the Roger Stone story is that he's been very in your face about his corruption. I mean, he literally considers himself to be a black arts political scientist, where he engages in these very dark methodologies in order to influence the electorate. And he was very proud of that. And now he finds himself not only under federal investigation and indictment, but naturally he's being sued left and right. Let me ask you this, Nina, because I have rarely come across any political figure that everybody they come in contact with, their lives are made worse. I mean, you gotta look at folks, especially the presidency, right? I know some people that work for President Obama, they're doing remarkable today. I know people that work for George W. Bush, they have great careers today. But it seems like everyone who touched Trump on some level, hell, Roger was you know, the, the evil advisor, but then he touches Donald Trump, he gets indicted for it. And and even then, he's still talking about the man should run again in 2024. Right. Well, to pardon him, probably. Yeah, this could happen to a nicer person. Right. All right, we got more. Producers are saying I could go to a commercial now. Okay, we got more. You're getting indisputable. Nita Turner, right here. See you in a minute. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of comments. I'm gonna read as many as I can before I get to those comments. Let me remind everyone to watch the conversation live at 5.30 Eastern time, 2.30 Pacific time, tyt.com forward slash live. Before the Young Turks, Jank gets into a heated debate with conservatives over vaccine mandates. I saw some of this heated debate already, it's hilarious, okay? Also, make sure to subscribe and watch all interviews at youtube.com forward slash TYT conversation. After Indisputable, catch reactions with Ravana. Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. That's a Twitch exclusive. Tune in on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash TYT. Let me read the comments. I got Kelly O'Hara, that's my poet. Kelly says, "Oh, hello somebody. How do you do? So nice to hear, we'll see more of you. And for you to be here on this hollow ground, the blessings of truth's gods upon us abound. Pairing the doctor and Nina is so sweet. Watch me dance with my happy feet. Hashtag keep going. Hello somebody, now I got Nita Bars. copy that. I got to Bars. get that. Well, listen, they got it, they heard you, production got it all ready to you. Look, oh. I'm looking at it now, email coming. <laughs> That's beautiful. Kelly writes like a poem like this every show. And she got bars. I yes. mean, she she's basically a rap artist. Yes, she is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, echoes my real name. Yay, it's the first Nina night. I'm in Denmark, so it's evening. Looking forward to many more Thursday nights with Nina. And as always, the good doctor is a legend. Thank you so much for that. We're looking forward to her as well. Eric the Red. Uh, this is how he behaves out in the in the world. I wouldn't want to be a prisoner under his care. Yes. Yep. I am Sock says, um, I'd rather have the actual <laughs> the penguin Batman villain than Roger Stone. <laughs> That's so cold, man. But he does look like the penguin villain, though. He yeah. Just does, man. Okay. Um, cognitive dissonance is a hell of a drug. 
Thank you, Ms. Turner. There's always historical context with things like this. It breaks my heart to see what happened to that young man, especially because I'm raising two special needs black boys. He articulated his needs and spoke up for himself and still didn't save him. And that's great insight because remember, hand and glove, cop, paramedic, both yeah. teamed up to kill this young man. Yeah, they did. And Doc, yeah. one other thing, they didn't even, and the paramedics didn't even analyze the situation before they just responded to what the police told them to do. Who's right. the medical professional here? That's right, that's right. Super chat, Jeffrey Ritchie. Good morning, Dr. Ritchie. Good morning, Senator Turner. Thanks for consistent truths, and you are very welcome. Amen. Jarrett is hollow. Hello, Nina. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Let me get a couple of Twitch in. Mike Boy Raps, a regular dose of Nina will be great for my mental health. Look at Nina, man, so inspirational, and that she is. Uh, fat guy named Tiny, nice. Give that server a raise. He knows how to do his research. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel right. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You want to Fascinating. Karenicity at its finest. Karen's in the wild, ladies and gentlemen, are dangerous people. Now, this individual attacked several workers, wanted to attack even more. Why? Because of a mask policy. They are willing to throw hands rather than throw on a mask. You have to understand the irony of this. They would rather engage in criminal assault than either A, leave a restaurant that has a policy they cannot adhere to, or B, put on a damn mask. And she's quoting science here, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. That doesn't mean you're not a carrier. Remember, the mask is for everybody else because it decreases the spread of COVID-19 by up to 91% when worn properly. Even if you improperly wear it, there's a laboratory test with a high speed camera just came out not too long ago that shows you still decrease the molecules by over 50% even if improperly worn. In other words, it helps protect others. Restaurants have policies. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Some restaurants say, you know, no hat during certain hours, or that's a restaurant policy where you have to wear dress up clothes. Restaurants have policies. We know that. Okay. Um, Nina, how did she survive this? These people have lost their ever loving minds, as my grandmother <laughs> would say. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. 
And, and, and to go to such great lengths, to be all up in people's face like that, first of all, you know, mask or no mask, don't be all up in people's face. Yeah. You know, that's a lone rule in the black community, especially, baby. Don't, don't, don't come up into my space like that. Right. But these people are selfish and it's it's lunacy. Doc. Yeah, and what it shows is the level of privilege that they believe they should exercise over others, right? Uh, right. It is a simple rule. Uh, many of them are aware of the rule before they get there. Um, some of them see the sign before entering the location. And, and what they want to do is not only make a scene, but this is also part of one, let's say this, you know how a five year old may act when they don't get their way, right? Yeah. Um, if you spoil that five year old, the first time you enact a discipline or you take something away that the five year old has always believed they are privileged to have, that five year old will respond just like this Karen did in Huntington Beach, California. That's what happens. It's okay when you're five, barely. Yeah. But it's damn sure not okay when you grown, grown. Follow the rules that don't come into the place. That's, That's just right. Simple. Right. And remember now, these are the same people that under any other circumstances would be saying to us, Nina, you just need to follow the rules. Follow the rules. That's <laughs> it. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're I feel afraid. Back off. I'm going to tell African-American man threatening my life. I'm just trying to ask you to go to speed limit as well. I'm saying I'm gonna go. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Car now. Well, you got to. Hey, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to open that trunk. I'm not going anywhere until you open that trunk. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Nope. You're gonna have to get my bag out of your car. I just want my. I just want my bag, man. That's all I want was my bag. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Me too. Yep. Lift driver Karen left him. On the damn expressway. You saw it right there. Now, why did this happen? This man was coming back from the airport. He said, Hey, can you roll this back window up? She says, No, it's policy. We got to keep the windows down. He says, Okay, well, can you go to speed limit? Right? He says, Can you go the speed limit? And she gets irate. Okay? Off the chain. In a statement, Lyft said, and I quote, safety is fundamental to Lyft, and the incident shown on the video is concerning. We have reached out to the rider to offer our support, which means one free Lyft ride, and have suspended the driver's account pending a complete investigation. What investigation? What investigation? She left that man on the side of the expressway. Nita, what investigation? That was the investigation, Doc. <laughs> right, he did the investigation. Right, I mean, people take this too too, too damn far sometimes. Okay, the, the, the camera didn't lie, it was live in living color. We're gonna save you the trouble and the money. 
the investigation was already done. And again, she forgot who the customer was. Okay, get it. Leave the window open. We got it. You know, COVID. We should had a mask on at least. Mm-hmm. Leave the windows down. Excuse me. But when the man asks you to go to speed limit, woman, and this sets you off, you ought not be a Lyft driver. But let's just go check her off the list. Yeah, and let me ask this. I mean, I don't know if we have a steal or can run it back, but I'm trying to figure out why does she not have any shoes on? I just want my, I just want my bag, man. All I want is my bag. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Well, Zach, I know a few people who drive barefoot. My Come mom. on, now you know that that that's I got some cousins down in Deep South Georgia, right? They go everywhere barefoot. Okay, all right, it's coming up now because some of y'all may have missed this, right? All right, here it come. You're about to see where the shoes at. Come on, Karen. That, that ain't the worst thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the brothers' bags. Oh yeah, with, yeah, with aggression. With, with, yeah, I mean, if that, he had a laptop, it's over with. It's, it's done. She lucky a fight didn't break out. And as far as Lyft is concerned, this man should get a lifetime worth of rides, not just yeah. one free ride. You know, before it got to that point where you know he's getting out the vehicle, she she actually tried to grab his cell phone to stop the recording. Yeah, she so did. Remember, the the carnicity is so rich and deep inside of this person. That she is well aware she's being recorded. Hell, listen, if you drive for Lyft, I got friends that drive for Lyft and Uber. Nobody wants that damn one star. You know what I mean? Right. She didn't give a damn about the recording, the one star, nothing. Because that's how out of their mind when they get into that Karen mode, you lose all sense yeah. of, of surroundings and everything about you. You just all about being the Karen. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing mm-hmm. less. Uh, we're going to continue to follow this because I actually I do want to know what Lyft is going to offer this guy, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, obviously she's going to be fired. Yeah, but I want to know what they offer him uh, as compensation for his his trouble. Uh, and listen, I feel bad for the guy. You're jet lagged. You're coming off an airplane. Uh, you are now stuck on an expressway. You know nobody's going to pick you up with a package. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. So look, I need. I think they need to watch the show Lifetime full of lift rides, but at least six months worth, at least twelve months. <laughs> twelve months worth. That's it. There you go. All right, and listen, shameless plug. You know, we got our I wish a Karen Wood T-shirts. Shop TYT. So make sure you go there, and you can get. I want to make sure you get one of those T-shirts because here's my goal before the expiration of 2021. And if one of you all could do this for me, this would be so amazing. And Nina, I want you to get in on this too. If you can have on a I wish a Karen Wood t-shirt and just so happen to find a Karen event and record that Karenicity and record you having on I wish a Karen Wood t-shirt. We will play that clip right here on Indisputable. That would make, listen, that's an early Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely gonna get my shirt.
Karen. I, I don't wish a Karen would. That will not be responsible. But see, when when we you know this, we black folks. So when we say we wish you would do something, we don't. That's it. Uh, it's the exact opposite in the sentiment. So the I wish a Karen would is not out. It's really me saying this is not what you want to do with. Oh, don't do it. Remember, remember when Cedric Entertainer did the he did a he had a stand up about black white people live by the whole creed. <laughs> Listen, you have to explain that black people live by the wish creed. I wish. Fill in the blank wood. Okay, right. So and and it, it was it was an iconic stand up because on the other side, he said our white brothers and sisters will say, "I I hope this doesn't I happen." <laughs> and black folks say, "I wish that would happen." I wish. <laughs> we need to play that. You need. We got to find that and play that one time on your on your. It's camera. on YouTube. I, I literally saw it like three or four months ago, but they have that on YouTube right now. Before it's time, but that's 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 really yeah. what it's all about. It means don't do it. That's right, that's right. All right, so we're gonna keep those Karens coming. Uh, listen, Karens are interesting creatures and we highlight them. And I listen, I get the emails. I get emails from people who are actually named Karen. And they say, hey doc, love the show. I actually love the Karen segments. I just wish they weren't called Karens. Listen, I get it, I understand it. You know, Bear with us as we do this <laughs> because we're bringing attention to something deeper than the name. We're bringing attention to the behavior, all right? Okay, we got more, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to some of these comments, amazing engagement. Mickey C, the Silverhead Dragon says, all of these childish anti Maskers remind me of a four year old when you ask them to pick up their toys. They cross their arms, stomp their feet, throw a tantrum and scream. No, I don't want and you can't make me. Right, it's a mirror comparison. Just be anti-racist. Dr. Richard, go to the TYT shop yesterday, purchased the I wish Karen Wood tea for my son, Kendrick, yesterday, yes. He is super excited to wear it, almost as excited as I am to see Senator Nina Turner on indisputable. That's a whole lot of excitement in one day. You may want to calm down. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. Eric the Red. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Eric the Red said, uh, this one is a little old, but probably still holds true. Uh, Stats Canada reports now one baby has been named Karen since November 13th, 2019. I got it. I got to fact check that one. Yes. All right. YouTube super chat. Hiram Bifidum. I don't wish Karen would. I wish they would meet each other halfway and stop being raging lunatics. Yeah. Uh, Spin me a sailcloth says um, people fight their demons every day with what they have. And I ask, why is it that we arm them not with better weapons and armor, but better understanding and reason? Congrats, Doc, on your success. Thank you for that comment. Um, very insightful. Uh, Keto Boot Forever says, sorry, I would have had to whoop up on their Karen. Uh, it is what it is. There was one person that was about to do something. I think she realized she was at work, okay? Um, and they were just trying to subdue the individual. Charles Lee, Joseph Massey the uh, third. Let's just let's all just go ahead and call the male Karen's Darren, so we can have it. I wish a Darren Wood segment and shirt too. It's a good marketing idea. I call yeah. them male Karens because. Male Karens, Darrens, and Kens, and it's a bunch of names for them. So I just say male Karen, but you may have a point here. The progressive carpenter says, 
Man, the protection that these Karens have because of their complexion is infuriating. We need the anti-Karens of the world to step up to these fools. And we've been seeing more and more anti-Karens step up and be a right now voice in that moment, right? Mike V, what are the chances of getting Nina, Adrian Lawrence, Big Waz on the same panel with you, Doc? Conservatives don't want that smoke with this progressive squad. That would be a hell of a panel, man. It would, we should do it. Mike, you just said something then, Mike, okay? You just put it in the universe, brother. You see how that works? Something's gonna happen because you just said that. I would love it. Um, Kat Gibbons says, thank you, Dr. Rich and Nina Turner, fellow Ohio activists for continuing to speak truth to power. And you're very welcome and thank you for what you're doing, all right? Jessica Tinkerbell Covington Shannon. Good afternoon from Miami, Florida. Love watching your show. I'm an armed security guard. I have to deal with some people like this almost every day. I work at a courthouse. Damn. God bless you, Jessica. Awaken to truth. Dr. R. Nina sadly catching a Karen while wearing the shirt is highly possible. It really is. I'm not setting the bar too high here, okay? All right, Twitch, dragon underscore princess. I always used to say, I wish a fool would. Now I use Karen or another word that I'm not saying on air. Right. All right, Cyber, Cyber Jeff or Geff Gaming, I'm gonna get me and I wish a Karen Wood t-shirt. Let's get it. Okay. What's wrong with these preachers? Hmm? Let me bring your attention. To a university, campus police had to intervene. We do not know if anyone has been arrested. Um, Let me do it this way. Let me put up the pictures of the protesters. One guy holding up a these whores, and he used the slang version, haveth no clothes, okay? They're at a college campus doing this. Another protester, let's put her up. Her sign said, women are weaker than men. Let's play the video. Yeah, University of Alabama, uh, this was captured um, by a witness. And in the video told AL.com, the pair were carrying signs saying things to the effect that women belong in the kitchen, they should not be in college, um, things like that. And you see some of the signs that we already put up. Now, this is this is tough on some levels, right? Because You don't want people being brutalized and physically assaulted because of their speech, because of their protected speech. But here's what I will say, and I know Nina, you do not endorse or promote violence. Here's what I will say to what happened here. 
you roll up to a college campus and you call them um, whores. You roll up to a college campus and you say things that are derogatory about who they are, their existence as people. Um, something negative may happen to you, it, it's possible. Uh, and that's what happened here, Nina, go ahead. I mean, no doubt that you, they amping up, they creating an atmosphere or an environment that they need to understand that. You know, we, we learned in science, the basics for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. True that, still, I would say that nobody has a right to just go up and put their hands on somebody just because they don't agree. Because if it was in reverse, we wouldn't yeah. support and, and, and condone that. I will say about the signs and what folks are saying, I don't think they know what century they in. Right. These, you know, women belong in the kitchen, calling women whores. And and that kind of stuff. What we, women are weaker. I mean, what century do you think in? Right. You know, I can tell that by the clothing. They they have no idea what time era they're living in right now. Yeah. Uh, let's let's bring up some of the uh, preaching. We got some of that preaching. Okay. Let let's play the preaching. Okay, uh, the university provided some details. Uh, one of the spokespeople said this came from Tyler Greer, uh, told AL.com, and I quote, there was a concerning, very unfortunate altercation on campus yesterday between demonstrators and what appeared to be a student. We cannot comment further at this time as this is an ongoing investigation. Okay, so we will give you updates on the development of that. Uh, I am sure that there's more to the story. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, an anti mask pastor, okay, a preacher, once again, insists that Twitter only banned him because he was dropping biblical bombs. Here it is. I've been on Twitter since 2009. It's the most difficult platform to build. And finally, after we got up to almost 114,000 followers, now granted after January the 6th, they took away about 20,000 followers. But finally, after building it up, having a verified platform on Twitter, they take the whole thing away. After years, since 2009, because I'm a danger. Guess who's still on Twitter? The Taliban, ladies and gentlemen. Are you awake yet, sheep? Wake up. Use your brain, use your Bible, get a backbone. They just permanently banned me. I'm the first pastor with any sort of a platform that's been banned. So guess what? We're fighting back right now. Within one hour of it happening, we've already had our wonderful lawyer for our ministry file. And we have just entered in to the class action lawsuit against Twitter and all of these censorship Nazis. We just entered in with Candace Owens and Donald Trump and others. Can you believe it? They banned a pastor. They banned a pastor with a verified public blue check mark platform on Twitter because I'm a danger. Oh No, it's because they just want to be where they censor us. We're over the target, we're dropping bombs, gospel bombs, political bombs, biblical bombs. They don't like what we're saying. I was just permanently deleted on Twitter. Mm. The audacity of Twitter to ban a pastor with a blue check, damn it. He's not just the pastor, the man has a blue check that must be respected around here. Now I want to remind you, he's all been out of shape about Twitter banning him. So he joins 
a dumbass lawsuit that will never see the light of day, okay? And he brags about it to throw red meat to his church base. But he's in the game of banning people himself. Here it is. Don't believe this Delta variant nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. I know right wing watch watching, I don't care. If they go through round two and you start showing up all these masks and all this nonsense, I'll ask you to leave. I will ask you to leave. I am not playing these Democrat games up in this church. If you want a social distance, go to First Baptist Church, but don't come to this one. I'm done with it. I said I'm done with it. I ain't playing these stupid games. The man spin around or spun around like the temptations. He hit the microphone on the floor. He was so damn adamant about this. But when you really listen to what this pastor said, his name is Greg Locke. When you really listen to him, not only is he banning people who wear a mask, he also <laughs> said if you want a social distance, you go over there to First Baptist. So if you socially distance yourself from somebody, because maybe you know, you give a damn about your health, or if you wear a mask because you care about your health or you bring your children, you cannot get white Jesus at his church. White Jesus is cut off from you. Okay, and I say white Jesus intentionally because that's the only Jesus he's selling to people. Pastor Greg Locke, who bans people, is now upset because a private company exercised their right to ban him. The hypocrisy, unreal. Nina, thoughts? Jack, I see a Lifetime movie in the, in the making. <laughs> you know, he worried about a damn blue check. Just go and get that Lifetime movie going. I'm just telling you, you know, what biblical bombs are you dropping? You shouldn't be dropping any by that, you know, doesn't sit well with me. What would Jesus do? <laughs> Certainly not counsel people to put their lives in danger in this way with this kind of foolery. What happened to all are welcome. And he is the one that's playing games. He's playing games with people's lives. And then that first Baptist church, you know, I kind of got a little offended. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I started calling on black Jesus. And that moment, first Baptist seemed a little racial to me. I mean, it might just be me. Maybe I'm being a little sensitive. But when he said going down to first Baptist, that triggered that triggered something in Sister Turner. I thought I was the only one. I thought no. I was the only one that felt. I said, like, wait a minute, no, 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 what no. are you talking about? I felt a certain kind of way. But yeah, come on down to, to first to first Baptist. You, you know, know pastors. All are welcome. That's right, all are welcome. Like Jesus will take take all in. Everybody. Um, he did have one point of truth. He said, you know, the Taliban, they're still on Twitter. Uh, and he's correct. There are people who are in the Taliban on Twitter uh, because they follow the rules and the community regulations of Twitter. That says more about his dumb ass than people from the Taliban. So, as uh, wicked as people from the Taliban are, they actually, when they tweet, they will make sure they follow the community standards of Twitter. Isn't that something? That's something <laughs> else. Um, we see the emergence of a lot of these so-called men of God who are preaching a gospel of politics rather than a gospel rooted in the value of other people, okay? And that's what the gospel was truly about. Ms. Turner, it has been a pleasure having you on Indisputable. We are looking forward to you being here every Thursday, but tell people how they can continue to follow you and check out your great works. You know, it's been great to be with you too, Doc. It's so glad to be enhancing the my the TYT family. Yes, that's I'm always right. 
Nina Turner at Nina Turner on Twitter, Nina Turner Ohio on IG, and Nina Turner on Facebook. Looking forward to continuing to engage, and you just have a fabulous audience. Just thank everybody for their support. And Doc, you doing this? You really are. Bless your sister, and you are as well, Senator. Always great to see you. Okay. You as well, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always. Indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today. But what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here. Congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm-hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's a racist policy, racist policy, Shelly, here's what I don't know. I don't know, see there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it though.